Greetings. My name is Walford Kaufman. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina, and I'm going to be preaching today from Luke 1, 26 through 38. So go ahead and get your Bibles, Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. We're kind of going through a little sermon series here at Christmas time about the sayings of Christmas. Now, we're not getting too spiritual to start off with that title because the title of today's sermon is Not Fruitcake Again. You ever heard that before in your house? You know, not fruitcake. Now, personally, I love fruitcake. Now, I did not grow up with the fruitcake. Uh, growing up at Christmas time, you know what the cake I love the most? Banana cake. A lot of folks have not had that. I mean, in the recipe, uh, what my mother used and grandmother and all this, uh, that those bananas, the blacker the cake gets over time, the better it is. So I hope that didn't scare you too much. But it was not until I met my wife and uh, going to see her family that I really got to know a lot of fruitcakes. I mean, excuse me, uh, fruitcake. I hope you saw the humor in that because I really enjoy fruitcake. See, the history of fruitcake itself is very interesting. Spend some time checking about this, this delicacy that we have today and how it's come through. I mean, it's been around for centuries and all. But, uh, you know, it's come now to be a part of the Christmas season. Fruitcake and Christmas kind of go hand in hand. But, you know, every year at Christmas, we need to be reminded that Christmas is more than just fruitcakes. It is more than uh, Santa Claus. It's more than gifts. It's about the Christ child who's born, who was born, and then grew and went to a cruel cross that we deserve, that we deserve. And he died for our sins, became our Savior if we trust in him. So as we look at this scripture this morning, it's a reminder. What is the real reason for Christmas and how it all got started, the message of Jesus Christ? So I hope you have your Bibles open and let's look at this. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. And then we see in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, thank you for this precious message, this gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you for Mary and how she responded. But Lord, today you're still calling us to do your work. You're still calling us to do your way. So Lord, let us learn from Mary. And Lord, let us be reminded of this real Christmas message. In Jesus' name, amen. So first thing we're going to look at is the reminder of the facts. You find this in verses 26 through 28. Here's the facts. God sent an angel to Nazareth. And the angel approached a virgin, Mary. Mary is engaged, but she has never been with a man. Never been with a man. Joseph, yes, he is a descendant of David. Uh, now, now we're talking way down the line. It's kind of like, have you ever been to an event and somebody comes up to you and said that they're, their, they're your cousin? And you look at them and say, well, I don't know. Well, you're, you're my second, third, fourth, fifth cousin. Does that really count? So this is way down the line. But the angel approaches her and says, you are highly favored. Highly favored. The Lord is with her. She is blessed. Now, I want you to think for a moment. Answer this question. What do you think about being highly favored by God? Being highly favored by God. Is that something that we want in our life? Is that something to be very special? Now, think about it. Yes, being highly favored by God. But I want you to think about this. If you're highly favored by God, He's going to expect more of you. That's right. God may be quick to discipline you. That's like somebody's in the band and they're great musicians. Will not that instructor, uh, that band director expect more from that student? What about a, somebody in a sports program? Great athlete. They're highly favored. Coach wants more out of them. God wanted more out of Mary. She's highly favored. She's blessed. It kind of reminds me like teenagers. And they finally get a chance to drive the family car. And the parents said, well, you know what? You've been doing great. And here's the keys to the car. But as you as a teenager go and get in that car to start driving, you realize your parents are sitting in the back seat. And they're going to watch every move you make. So we see here that Mary was highly favored. But there's a lot of responsibility to that. But we also see uh, that this is a reminder of the fear. That's right. There were certain facts that you have to go by with the Christmas message. But also there was fear there. It is, Mary was greatly troubled. She was greatly troubled. Now, should that be there in the scripture? So many people think that the word of God is a fairy tale. If I'm writing a fairy tale, I want every bit of the story to be just fantastic. If I was writing this and it was not true, I would have said, uh, Mary would have said, Oh, I am so excited. I am looking forward to the days ahead. But instead, we find that Mary is troubled because it's realistic, folks. That's why the Word of God is so precious. It's so it's it's real. It's not sugar-coated. It tells us exactly when we serve the Lord, there is a price to pay. 
There are situations that won't go exactly our way. And so we see this. See, Mary just shows us what happens when regular people come face to face with a message of God. Mary was a real person. She had real concerns, real fears. And she had just heard a word from God through the angel Gabriel. It was so troubling that the angel had to reassure her. Now, I keep thinking through this process. We make it in paintings and uh, movies and all this. It makes it look like Mary and this angels has this perfect relationship and all this. But this is a troubled young lady, probably about 15 years of age. And here's an angel from God. And there's a little tension there. There's a little fear there and all this. And so the angel is trying to calm her down. Now, I, I kept thinking the image of an angel trying to calm down Mary. It's kind of like when you go to the doctor, and either the doctor or nurse, they're calming you down, trying to say it's going to be okay, and they're standing there with a big old needle about ready to put into your arm. Are you going to be calm? Are you going to be calm? Once again, the angel has to assure her this fear was a holy fear. I want to tell you, when we hear the message of God, even reading the precious word of God, even though it may come from an angel, it is to bring a holy fear into our lives. So what fears are you facing today? See, I don't know when you're listening to this, when you're going to be watching this. I don't know at what, what stage of your life you're in, but there is a very good chance that you have fear in your life. It comes. Are, are there fears of the unknown? I don't know what's going to happen. Now, why don't you trust the one who does know everything? And that's God. Are there fears from things that you have created in your life? There are things that you have done in your life. You're scared that people are going to find out about them. That people may already know about it, but it's coming back to haunt you. Those fears, why not confess them to the Lord and turn it over to Him? He will forgive you. And the good thing about the Lord is, not only will He forgive you, He forgets it. Now, maybe your friends and family won't, but at least He will. Or maybe are there fears concerning God's direction in your life? If God has called you, if God is directing you, I want you to realize this. God's going to be with you. If God has called you for a specific purpose, a specific ministry, a specific deed, if He's called you to do that, He will equip you, He will instruct you, and He will be there with you. So there is no need for fear. But we also see in our scripture today... A reminder of the faith. The faith that this young lady married, Mary carried out. You see this in verses 31 through 34. Where's her faith? Faith is she's going to be with child. To be with child. The facts did not add up. This had not been done before. This is not what mama told me it was going to be like when I get married and have children. Uh, all this. And so a reminder of the faith to be with child. And then for Mary to have a son that will be great. To have a son that will be great. All parents want to have a child. Want to have a child. But to know already that's a boy. I mean, most of us, it's a 50-50 chance, right? 
I mean, I know we have all these tests now, and this all can be done, and they can tell you the, the sex of the child so early now. But in that early stage, it's still a 50-50 chance, right? But and see, everybody wants their child to be healthy. That's what most parents say. I just lost my child's healthy. Not only was this child going to be healthy, this child was going to be great. Did Mary understand all that? Not at that time. But she understood it was going to be a boy, and it, this boy was going to be great, and she's not even been with a man. See where all this faith is coming in? And then to be called Jesus. To be called Jesus. The naming of a child. Now, today, we kind of just throw all kind of names together. But at that day, to name a child, mostly after a relative, oh, that was something special. But to name him Jesus. And then to add to the name of Jesus, to call him the Son of the Most High. It's just adding more and more that she had to believe and she had to trust. And then to say, his kingdom will never end. His kingdom will never end. See, faith on top of faith for this young lady, Mary. That the little baby she would carry, that, that she would carry, will be on the throne of David. In faith that he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever. And then faith that his kingdom will never end. How could this be? How could this be? It took faith. See, Mary lived in a country, Israel, that was under the control of Rome. It was, in other words, an occupied country. A foreign power was taking control. See, she had never seen a king take control of Israel for a long period of time in her life. She didn't know what that meant. But her child, the one that she was to carry, would have a kingdom that will last forever and ever. Amen. Think about it. So Mary had never been with a man. Her mind was about to be blown. Think about it. I mean, I can just see her face. I mean, I mean, was it shock? Was it worry? Was it fear? I think it was a little bit of everything. And then to have a son that will be great. Her son would be on that throne. His kingdom will never end. Can you just imagine her saying, Whoa, whoa, whoa. angel, let, let me ask a question. Let me, let me ask a question, please. I, I, I can't understand that. And so... Probably with her hand raised saying, can I get you to stop for a moment? I need to ask you something. In times like this, we need to be reminded of the future. A reminder of the future. You see this verses 35 through 38. For Mary, her future would involve, and this is where she didn't get to interrupt the angel. The angel had to share with her. This is what was going to happen. This was the future for this young lady. Would she understand it all? But the angel is telling her, this is where faith comes in again. The Holy Spirit would come upon her. That the power of God would overshadow her. In other words, take complete control of her body. The child of God would be the son of the most high. Would be born. In reality, it, this child would be called the son of God. That was going to be the future for Mary, sometimes be told of what God is going to do in our lives, 
We need to be reminded of what God has already done in our lives. See, isn't that the way it should be? When God is moving us forward, when God is changing things in our life, when things are just turned different than what we expected, we need to be reminded of what God has already done in our life. So Mary was reminded of her cousin Elizabeth. She was a much older cousin. And all this uh, said that Elizabeth was about 60 years of age. Now I know today, 60 is a new 40. Have you ever heard that statement? I don't know how true that is. But in back in Elizabeth's days, in Mary's day, when you think of a 60-year-old, that was more like an 80-year-old. For Mary to face her future, she was reminded that Elizabeth is old. She was barren, could not have children for all those years of trying and all this. But remember, remember, Mary, Elizabeth, your old cousin who could not have children is now six months pregnant. Six months pregnant. All this. So think about this today. God may be calling you to step forward in faith. But be reminded what God has already done in your life. What has God already done? Look at all the problems you've been through. Look at all the hardships you've been through. Look at all the troubles. And how many times did God answer your prayers? Do we have enough time? Maybe that's something you do a little bit later. But I want you to get a big notebook. I want you to get a lot of paper. I want you to get a lot of pens. Because when you start writing all what God has done for you, it will continue on and on. Will God take care of our future? Yes, because of what He's already done in our lives. But see, this is where it really gets real. It says there in verse 37, For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Can you claim that today? Whatever struggles you're going through, nothing is impossible with God. He is the God of possibilities. But I will tell you, as wonderful, as beautiful as that is, the fact that nothing is impossible with God, it all comes down to verse 38. Look at that. In verse 38... After hearing those words, nothing is impossible with God. Mary says this, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Angel didn't have to talk anymore. He didn't have to try to get her to understand. Uh, she probably still didn't understand at all. She just by faith took what this angel said. And so do you know what is in that verse 38? Is submission. Is submission by Mary. And complete surgery to God's will and way. Now did you notice I just made a mistake? I said God, uh, uh, in working through this for Mary, to say, you know, that yes, I am the Lord's servant. I wrote, and when I was typing this out this week, I put down there complete surgery to God. 
And I, I realized I made a mistake. I meant complete submission to God. So I started to go back into a race, you know, delete that word surgery. And God stopped me. That's right, God stopped me. And then I started thinking, maybe I need to keep that word surgery in there. Yes, I made an error, but as I, it, it hit me with this thought. Maybe what we need today is complete surgery. Cut me out of my want. Cut me out of my will. Cut me out of what I want to do. Cut that part out and let God come in and take complete control. Yes, it is still submission. But we need to get surgery. We need to get the sin out of our life. We need to get our wants out of life. We need to start trusting the Lord like never before. Today, do you need to have some surgery on your heart? Sin to be removed? Simply ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. And ask Him to come into your heart. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. Maybe the Lord has already spoken to you so many times through His Word, through angels that have spoken to you. And yes, I believe in angels and all this. Have you said, yes, I am the Lord's servant? Have you completely surrendered everything to Jesus Christ? I pray today that you invite Jesus into your heart. Let me know if you've done that. Please, I'd love to know of your decision. I'd love to know of your rededication. Please let me know. Pastor at GaffneySouthside.com Pastor at GaffneySouthside.com Or call my cell phone number or text my uh, cell phone number. 864-812-0073 864-812-0073 I'd love to know of your decision. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, today, thank you for the true message of Christmas. A precious child to be born that took faith. A precious life that was dedicated in serving you. And then this Christ child that was born to die for our sins. Lord, we thank you for that message. And Lord, we just thank you what you're going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, let me just kind of remind you of something. Johnny Carson, many of you older folks remember him, a talk show host of years gone by that loved very dearly. But he made a comment one time about fruitcakes, that he really believed there was just one fruitcake, but it just got passed around all over the world. Uh, if you taste some bad fruitcake, hard fruitcake, you know what I'm talking about. But what the message was there that I want us to share in closing is that there's only one message that the world needs to hear today is that God loves them. That He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross. That we can have life and we can have life eternal. One message. But we have the opportunity to share this message throughout the world. So today... Share the news of Jesus Christ with a lost world. In Jesus' name, God bless you, and I hope to see you soon.